Tim Blankenship here with Divorce661.com. Today we're with Leslie Holtoff. Um, she is a hi, uh, divorce and co-parenting coach. And I'm going to do a quick intro and then I want you just to kind of fill in what I miss, Leslie. Oh. Leslie is a doctoral student studying perspectives of joint shared custody through the eyes of adults who have aged out of the two-home system. She holds a BS in psychology from Old Dominion University and a master of public administration from Walden University. She's also a CDC certified divorce coach, CDC transition and recovery coach. And Leslie, the reason I wanted to bring you on here, which we were just talking about, is I work with amicable couples. If your information can help them go through an amicable divorce versus a contested divorce fighting over custody, because, you know, as you know, co-parenting and the children's custody can be a major issue in a divorce. Um, and if your coaching can help them even prevent um, getting divorced, all the better. So take it away. Great. Yes. Thank you so much for that introduction. Um, yes, I work with clients who are often, um, I've, I have some clients where I maybe get involved while they're still married and they're trying to decide to separate, but most of my clients have just separated um, and they're facing, you know, this huge legal process, we'll call it, um, and they don't really know where to start. Um, and then often I work with clients who have already completed the divorce process, but are struggling in their co-parenting. Um, and I help them communicate better with their exes and sometimes give advice and work with them to help reconnect with their kids. Um, a lot of my clients have teenagers who are always challenging. Um, so we kind of work to try to, you know, create a better relationship there. So you can work with at any stage, pre-separation, post-separation, um, to try and bring them together and, and get them back on track. Yep. And one thing is, as I always say, is you don't have to be divorced to be a co-parent. We're really all co-parents. Um, from the very beginning. So I have worked with some couples who are just struggling, maybe specific to, you know, raising their kids. Um, so I really focus on co-parenting and trying to get through when you are in the divorce process, trying to get through that so that when you turn back and you look at your divorce, you're really proud of the way that you handled it. And you're proud to tell your kids one day how you handled it and hopefully not have them caught in the middle. Yeah. And, and with your expertise, it's the only advice I give my clients is, especially if they have young children is look, you're going to be in each other's lives for a long time moving forward. If you do this in a nasty way, this is going to be a, a part of your life that you and your kids are going to be involved in that. I mean, high school graduation, college graduation, marriage, like all these events, right? Yes. Even like when the grandkids are born, right? Like you're going to want to be there. Um, yeah. yeah, people don't realize it's it feel it felt to me anyways that like I kept waiting on this when my kids turn 18, it'll be so much easier. And honestly, that's not true. I mean, there are this situation changes, but um I've had a lot of the hardest co-parenting challenges were after my kids and they were young adults, but you know, when they were when they were over 18, uh, because they still need you, you know. Uh 18 is not really an adult these days, or probably never was. Um and so there's still so many things that we've had to work through. So it's it's an ongoing process for life. I'm yeah, it's, it's interesting you say that because um, I think, they, you know, because like child's in California, child support stops at 18 and when they graduate from high school. And I think we could all attest that they don't get less expensive. They get more expensive. So the problems are definitely more expensive. Um, yes, I, I will have to agree with that. And they still need to be parented. I have a 23-year-old still in the house. He's just still working through college. But uh yeah, they still need to be parented. Absolutely. Yeah, I have a 20 year old um, who went out on his own and just moved home like four days ago. Um, and then my oldest son will be 29 really soon. Um, and they both. Yes, they, they, you know, they're not unlike me in my 20s. You know, it's up, it's down. It's 
they don't quite know who they want to be yet and how they want to get there. And I mean, they, it's okay. He doesn't need to, you know, but um, the challenges are definitely constantly changing. Yeah, for sure. Can you, um, so I introduced you as a divorce coach and co-parenting coach. And so I want, the first question I want to ask you is if you could just give us your definition or explanation of a divorce coach. And then um, after that, I know you have some um, special background in co-parenting. In fact, you're, you're, you're um, studying co-parenting as your doctoral. Did I get that correct? Yes. yes. Um, So divorce coaching is someone who comes into your life while you're going through divorce and works with you through the divorce process. So for example, say you get a therapist, your therapist might work with you to say, how did I get here? What went wrong? What, you know, what can I do to make this not happen again? Whereas I come into your life and not that we don't touch on some of that, but what we're going to say is the divorce is typically a year long process. Who do you want to be at the end of this divorce? And we kind of work backwards. Uh, what kind of relationship do you want with your ex? What kind of co-parent do you want to be? And then we try to make sure that the communication and the different uh, process and the way that things ebb and flow through the divorce is really to meet that end goal, which is very easy to lose sight of when you're in the middle of a divorce because it's just so emotional. Um, I got into this. I got divorced in 2005. At that point, I had two sons. I also had my oldest son when I was a single mom in high school. Um, and then I got married when I was about 22 and divorced when I was 26. So at 26, I was a divorced single mom of two. My parents were married for 45 years. I didn't know anybody who was divorced. So mm. I really didn't know anything other than the every other weekend. You know, I had a couple of friends who were doing that. And so I really started off with that, ended up in a 50-50 co-parenting um, with both of my kids, loved it, and then ended up just sort of diving into it and trying to learn everything I could about co-parenting. And as you said, I'm writing my dissertation on it because I didn't know anyone who grew up like that. And so I'm trying to collect data on people who spent um, time like that. And now they're adults and they can reflect back and say, this is what was good or this is what was bad um, and really compare it to the research that exists, which to net right now is only done on parents in co-parent, like in the 50-50 and children who are in the 50-50. So I'm really looking for those adults who are, you know, finally able to live, you know, maybe they have their own kids and they can say, oh, this really was the best thing or the worst thing. So I'm trying to figure all that out. I, I really wanted to learn how to do it better. You know, I just felt like every other weekend um, didn't work for me. Um, and I, I've met a lot of people since that that didn't work for. Um, for one thing, you know, if you're the weekend parent, you get to be the fun parent. Uh, you get to go to the movies and the trampoline park and the week parent, you know, is homework and bath time and bedtime and soccer practice and all the stuff that's really hard. So I loved 50-50. Um, it ended up being um, something that I think really made me a better parent. And so I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. But, it, you know, it depends on how far away the parents live. And of course, it doesn't work when there's any kind of, um, you know, abuse or things like that. It's, it's not a, sure. an answer for everything, but it is something that worked well for me. And I encourage it when, when, that, when, it, when it can play out. So you work with, if I understood you correctly, you, you'll work with parents going through divorce so they can you can help them work towards a co-parenting or establish co-parenting and that portion of it. But also the children who, and we kind of blew right through this, children who have aged out, which what that means to people listening is they've, they, they are now adults. Correct. Um, right? So yes. you, you work with them as well as based on how their relationship. That is the research they, that I'm doing. That's just the research I'm doing. 
or my dissertation and, um, is working with adults who grew up in 50-50 or spent more than three to five years in a 50-50 dual residency household uh, um, and have and, and interviewing them basically on their perspective of its success or failure. And with that, you're hoping to achieve what, to come out of it with more understanding of what the children felt during the process? Whether or it's a successful... Yes, whether it's a successful, you know, there's it's still a a very there's not a lot of research on 50-50. There's just not. Like I said, they they've done some research. They talk to children who are in it, like eight, 12 year olds. Um, and then they talk to parents who are splitting time 50-50. But I'm really looking at it. I want to talk to those kids after they've already been in it. They did that for so many years, um, and and really get their reflections on that. Gotcha. I was reading a bit of your book before we came on. I forgot the name, uh, not Roe, not, not Mary, Mary not Roe. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I should have left it up so I could remember what it was. Not but, Mary, um, not Roe. So it's about, you know, there's, there's really only two, um, unwed single moms, right? And everybody knows Mary, the Virgin Mary, and everybody knows Jane Doe, you know, who was Roe v. Wade and, um, or Roe. And so it's a book about, it's written for all the people in the middle. You know, like for everybody who who isn't one of those two women, but falls in the middle somewhere and is just trying to figure out how to find their place on this earth um, in a way that often goes against everything society teaches us. Yeah, gotcha. And I was going to ask you, like, what makes you an expert in co-parenting? And I think we answered that with the, your response being that you kind of went through that and obviously you're, what you're studying and all that. Yeah, I have like what I would, I mean, I have now been co-parenting for 30 years, which is a little crazy because I don't feel old enough to have a 30 year old, but, um, but yes. And not only did I co-parent for that long, um, being that I had a child, a surprise child at 16 and then later married and had another child, they weren't with the same person. So I co-parented mm -hmm. with two different people on two different schedules for right. many years. Um, and yeah, that makes me an expert. I, I would agree. I would agree. <laughs> I did not I think want to be that expert. I can tell you that. That was definitely not the, uh, but you know, that is something I, I certainly learned a lot about co-parenting and I've decided to try to help other people not learn the hard way like I did. Yeah. How, how long have you been doing this? Uh, this is year three, I think. Okay. Might be is, year two. I haven't been doing this nearly as is long. Is divorce coaching fairly new? So when I first decided to do divorce coaching, I thought I made it up. I didn't even know that there was a whole community, but there's a whole community. Um, the school that I went to is based out of Florida. So there's quite a few in Florida. Uh, California has some, like around me, I'm in Southeastern Virginia. There's almost none, uh, but like DC has more. So it, it is definitely like a new um, niche of coaching, I guess you could say. Um, and I've met even less that focus on co-parenting. Yeah, you're the first. So this this divorce coaching is new to me as well, maybe in the last two weeks. And I've been fascinated by it because as it's been explained to me, as you kind of touched on, is it's it's different. I, I don't know if I read in your book, it's, it's different than therapy in that that's kind of the past. And you're kind of mentioning that, whereas coaching is kind of looking forward. And so it's not like you're going to, and you know, it seems like when people, when people come to me that are referred by therapists, like they've done the therapy and realize it's not going to work. And then they're moving forward with a divorce where what you're doing with the coaching is, is maybe they can figure out why they were thinking of getting divorced and figure that out. Right. Before pulling the trigger. Well, I mean that too, uh, that too. I mean, obviously 
Um, I know when I got divorced, it was something that I had was on my mind and trying to consider so long before we really separated. Um, you know, we, we went to couples therapy. We, I did everything at the time that I thought was the right thing to do. Um, but what I was focused on was you don't get divorced. I mean, that's what I was taught. That was my religious background. That was my upbringing. That was my community. And so much of what I dealt with was internal. Um, you know, if I get divorced, it means that I have really failed Um, but I couldn't make that make sense. And I was like, I'm 26 years old and I'm miserable. How can it be better for me to do this for the rest of my life? Um, so it was just all this internal work and I love therapy, highly recommend it. But when I looked back on my divorce, what I was missing was someone who helped me understand the actual processes and what to expect. Um, I think a lot of people, you show up at your lawyer's office and they, they try to like do this emotional dump, right? And they want the lawyer to say, Oh yeah, yeah, you did the right thing, or you know, and they just—that's you know—that's not how that works. Um, they want to know the facts, and you know, you you just show up. And I, having not been a child of divorce, and again, not really knowing anybody who did it, I just had no idea what I was getting into. I didn't understand the process. I did not understand the emotional toll that it was going to take on me. I didn't know the emotional toll that it was going to take on my children. But I, you know, looked around and I was like, I know lots of normal people whose parents got divorced. There's got to be a way through this. Um, but I didn't know what I, what I was putting on them and I didn't know how to help them through it. And it was just figuring everything out the hard way. And so as a coach, I kind of try to like, hold your hand and say, look, the first time, you know, this is what you should look for in a lawyer. You know, you will find a lawyer who wants to cut somebody's ruin your ex's life. You know, that there are lawyers like that. There are also lawyers who will help you and, you know, sit down and talk about things maybe through mediation or whatever, where you can end this and not hate each other. Like that is possible. And you have to decide which route you want to take. And then you have to stick with it even when it's hard. Um, And, you know, also you can fight over custody. You can make, you know, you can compromise. There's just, there's a right way and a wrong way. And um, of course it takes both parties. Um, But what I try to do with my clients is have them prepared when they go to talk to their lawyer prepared for when they go talk to someone about their assets and any of the financial stuff. Um, I sit down with them if, if they have questions about their home or where they should live or, you know, this whole real estate aspect of it. I try to help them with that. And then we also just talk about all the different types of co-parenting and we talk about the kids, um, different kids thrive in different environments. And so we really try to focus in on, okay, well, maybe kid one really needs this kind of support and maybe kid two really needs a different kind of support. Um, and we really focus on how to support the kids through that. And also, you know, to me, divorce is a lot of surprises, unfortunately. And, and again, it's an emotional roller coaster. And so I try to say, look, say you get this text from your ex, or maybe you get served with papers and they want full custody and you didn't know it was coming. Like I try to say, call me, you know, or it's, text me, call me, email me, whatever you do. Yeah. And let's figure out a way to respond that you won't be embarrassed of later should this show up in court. Or if your kids read it one day, you know, like I'm going to help you try to communicate in a way that you're proud of because a lot of people know what that should be. <laughs> Right. But when you're just in the throes of an ugly breakup, it's extremely difficult to focus on where you want to be at the end and not get caught up in. And often it's, it's somebody trying to trigger you. Right. Trying to make you upset, trying to get that reaction. Um, so I really try to work with my clients to not fall into that. Gotcha. I was just pay- taking some notes. because I wanted to ask some questions that uh, yeah. I thought of when you're talking. 
Are you then, so you're, you're mentioning that you're speaking with, with uh, spouses that are going through divorce and have an attorney. So are you working with one of them or both yeah. of them? One of them. Okay. One. And is that pretty much your, your policy, your philosophy? Is yes. That? I typically work with one. I do have, um, I work with a local like mediator and we have worked with couples. So, I mean, that's something that I can do, uh, but I typically only work with one. Gotcha. If, if like, for instance, if I had clients who were amicable, but they, you know, they, they want to work it out. They're just having trouble coming up with a plan that would work. Or maybe they, they disagree on the plan. Is that something you would yeah. help? The, it's kind of blend to the median kind of side of things. So I don't know if you, how, how you would handle, is that something you would do or it's not really your primary? Um, it's not my primary thing, but I would do that. Gotcha. Not forcing on you. I'm just, I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I work with um, a lot is, of couples too that, you know, I can recommend books and I can kind of recommend um, yeah. some of the resources at a bare minimum to help you kind of get through those. Gotcha. What is the, uh, when you're working with one of the spouses and then they are taking that information back to their attorney, I wonder what, do you get what feedback the attorney had for them? Or because I know, like you were saying earlier, attorneys can just, they can sometimes, they just have their own plan regardless of what the client wants, right? So, yes. but I mean, I don't give legal them. advice, but just for an oh, example, if you're going to go to a lawyer, we would sit down and say, you need to kind of know what you want going in there. You know what I mean? Like, where do you envision the co parenting plan being when this is all over? Who do gets to keep the house or who do you think should get to keep the house and how do you plan to pay the bills and how do you sort of think the assets should be divided? So, I'm just giving them advice on information that I want to make sure that they've really thought through these things before they go in there. Because, you know, you're paying lawyers are very expensive. You're paying by the hour. It's best to kind of have all that stuff lined up. And that's all I do is give advice on sort of things to think through and maybe documentation that you should take or have at least looked at um, to kind of yeah. have ready when you go in there to talk to them. I've gotten yeah, good going feedback at least with from the plan. lawyers that have worked with my yeah. clients. Yeah. They're, I imagine they're, they're, probably glad to get some type of the client's perspective as, as opposed to, you know, what they want versus not really having a plan. Because I know sometimes I, I worked for the courts uh, 12 years ago. Um, so I saw all kinds of the craziness in the courtroom in, in divorce courts. And a lot of it was just uh, wanting full custody to punish the other parents. You could almost you know, see that, right? It's just, um, because there's so much upset and emotion. And even though they know it wouldn't be in the best interest of the kids, that's what they're doing. And like you said, they're it's very expensive to have attorneys, um, you know, and you, to go through what would likely be unnecessary litigation. Yes, it's, it's a lot bit? of uh, emotional, yeah. yes, bad decisions for the kids because somebody just wants to, you know, and you find that often, so often, right? When one of the people cheated, um, yeah. you know, when there's something like that going on, there tends to be like a lot more anger and just, you know, want to, well, they, they've got this new girlfriend and I don't want to allow my kids around that person. And it's kind of like, okay, you know, I, I know it's, I try to help them see the bigger picture. You know, the, the fact is, is that you're, you're getting divorced, right? This, there's going to be other people in this child's life. And so what you need to think about is how, what would you want this to look like if it were you, you know, it's okay to say, we should put in our parenting plan that you have to have been dating for six months before you meet the kids. Or, you know, you potentially could say, I'd like to meet this person before they meet the kids. That doesn't always work out. But, you know, you can try to have some control over it. Um, 
but I try to really help them see, see outside of the anger. And usually when they realize that they one day will be on the other side of this, it helps sort of even out those emotions. You know, you're not going to want to get approval from your ex when you move on. Um, so it's, you know, and kids are, you know, I always say they thrive in spite of us, not because of us, you know, and they'll see kids are, kids are, kids are stronger than we give them credit for. For sure. For mm-hmm. sure. Are your clients going through more high conflict divorce cases or are they kind of run the gamut? They definitely run the gamut. And um, I mean, I'm happy to say a lot of times they start off really high conflict. Um, but, you know, over time, things usually usually have a way of calming down and kind of working themselves out. And as we get to usually it takes at least six months. But once you kind of get past that, um, it usually ends up being not high conflict in the end. Yeah. Now, are you working just with local clients or do you work kind of across the country? Across the country. Yeah. That's what's nice about these types of uh, programs and, and uh, entrepreneurship and not having to have a you know local base. Everything you know can be done virtually. Uh, so that's, that's good. You have clients everywhere, I imagine. I do. I mean, obviously, when they're local, I'm able to give a little bit more support because I know lo- local lawyers and, lo- you know, I know right. and more about Virginia law. but. Um, it, it hasn't really been that much of a challenge, um, you know, because a lot, again, a lot of times by the time people come to me, they already have a lawyer or, you know, that's not something that all my clients necessarily need. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's been it's been really interesting learning about things in different states and the differences. And Perfect. Yeah. Um, one of the questions I wanted to ask you is, is it, the question I wrote is, what is the number one thing your clients need help with? Is there if you drill it down, is there some overarching theme of what communication? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Typically yeah. with the ex, um, but often too with their kids. Um, especially if you've been in this really, you've been in this, you know, marriage. Um, learning how to talk to your kids after you're separated is is a whole different thing, right? Like you have to learn not to talk bad about the other parent, even if it's something like, oh my god, they're always late, or you know, you have to do that. Um, you have to just learn how to watch what you say in a way that you can't involve your kids in the financial part. And you know, we really talk about. And obviously there's different ages of kids and your 18 year old can have a different conversation than your eight year old, but it really is a a new way of communicating with your kids, sort of protecting them from the things that they don't need to hear and know about. Um, So we focus a lot of communication with that, but overall the number one is the text messages that come over from the ex. It's responding Mm. to these, you know, something happened and they send this angry text and it's, first response is you want to write back in anger um, and and backing away from that and giving it the time and space to respond in a mature and adult way. That's not full of rage is um, definitely better, but that is what we work on the most. What does that look like with your coaching? Um, How, how give me, can you give me like a, an an example of what that would look like? Is it through, I think you mentioned books to read or is it just, literally saying, let's talk about the things that are going to happen. And let me tell you how a better way to handle them or are you addressing them as they, as they happen? Um, I think the answer would probably be both. Um, since each divorce is different, I do have some resources that sometimes I'm like, Hey, I'm going to just send you this book. I think it would really be helpful. Um, most of the time we're just talking through those things. Um, and again, the, the thing that I find divorce is so unpredictable. You know, like I can talk to my client and everything's fine. And then 
right then they find out, you know, the next day you find out that, that the ex has moved on, that there's someone else in their lives you didn't know about it. Somebody saw them at the local restaurant or your child is like, oh, well, my dad's friend or, you know what I mean? Like things happen so quickly um, that we, as a coach, like that's what I'm designed to help with, right? I'm designed, your therapist is, I've got an appointment on Tuesdays at noon, right? It's once a week, it's an hour. That's pretty much all you get. As a divorce coach, that's where we start, right? So the bare minimum is our hour call a week, but I, we have emergency sessions. And then same thing, you get this crazy email from your ex, you know, send it to me. Let's look at it. You know, let's ignore what is anger, right? Let's ignore what he, he or she is just saying to try to get you all worked up. Okay. At the, at the heart of this, what are they trying to say? Okay. Well, they're frustrated because they asked you for help with the kids on this particular day and you can't do it. Let's respond just to that. And let's not, you know, feed the fire here. Um, so, you know, it's a lot of just case by case basis because it's full of surprises. Yeah. Makes sense. So we've been talking about folks going that are in the divorce process. One of the questions that you had come up with was what advice would you give someone preparing for separation? Was that coming from like before they file for divorce? Where was mm -hmm. that thought coming from? Yes. I think that there are some decisions you have to make um, before you separate. I mean, I think it's good to have, honestly, a lot of the things that I suggest you have sort of lined up before you go to your lawyer, very similar to the ones you need to have lined up before you leave when there's kids involved, you have to have at least some sort of an idea of how you're going to co-parent, right? Um, ideally, you shouldn't just leave and go stay with your best friend and not have any idea whatsoever when and how the kids are going to go. So even if you don't have it aligned with your spouse, in your mind, you should have some sort of a plan of what you your goal is to get to. Um, so, you know, you're looking at that. And then, of course, where you're going to live. Um, your finances are going to change, you know, things like that. And then I always recommend if you know you're going to go that route, obviously, the earlier you talk to a lawyer, usually the better. Um, but if you want it to be more amicable, obviously, there's conversations you can have that sometimes help and sometimes hurt depending on the person. But yeah, for sure. Um, I, I wrote a note and then I forgot what I was going to ask you, but it was about, uh, oh, the custody issues. Um, and then you're talking about communication it, in, with your clients or just across the board. Are you seeing that the custody issues are a direct result of the poor communication? Is, is Are these emotional decisions or are they outright um, disagreements on, on custody? Like what's the, what's causing the custody dispute? Most of my clients have custody disputes not because of anything that really happened with the kids. It's almost always one of the parents trying to anger or punish the other parent. Usually the one that leaves, uh, in my experience, is a lot more rational and, oh, let's co-parent, let's 50-50. But the one who didn't want the divorce mm. uses the kids more frequently as a, a leveraging or I'll take them from you and, you know, just not productive ways of communicating. Um, gotcha. But again, you know, when you're in the thick of divorce, I just thought the fact that it took a year was insane. It just feels like the longest year of your life. But really, you know, you almost need that time because it almost takes you through the first six months is chaos. And then both parties, I think, start thinking a little bit more clearly the closer you get to that one year mark. And often a lot of these problems, um, fizzle out.
Yeah, it's um so it, it it's not like they're bad parents. I mean, I'm sure yeah. I'm sure there's some that are. I um have you seen any that are any custody issues that are a direct result because one spouse doesn't want to pay more in, in child support? Yes. Sadly. Like that's the sole the sole reason for why I mean, I don't know that you ever really know that, but that's definitely the thought process is that that is probably what's happening. Yes. Yeah, that's that's probably doesn't change regardless of what, what state you're in, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. And um, you know, obviously that's usually more of my male clients. That's the the female clients are um going that route for those reasons. And oh I see. I see. Uh, that happens more often. But again, it's you know, how do you ever really know? It's right. Right. Can yeah, you just, I want to um and thank you for sharing all this uh with me. Can you tell me like if someone was interested in reaching out to you or can you can you talk or share a little bit about your coaching program? You have a from the uh, CDC certified um folks, you've they obviously set some type of foundation. It's a it's um it's a yes. dedicated training group. Can you talk about what your approach is and and your what that looks like? Sure. Um their training program, they actually have a directory and you can go to their website. CDC is certified divorce coach. And you can look in your state if you want somebody local, but you can look through it's everybody's picture and a little bit about what they can do. Um, and you know, we've, we've all gone through the training. We've all gone through the program. So we all are probably going to have a little bit of a personal touch. Um, and it is a lot like a, a therapist or a doctor, you know, it's okay if you talk with the first person and you're like, this isn't for me, please try somebody else. Um, you know, sometimes it does take a little bit to find the perfect fit. Um, but yeah, it, there's, there's all different types of divorce coaches. We all kind of follow the same path, but again, you, you might find some that are like, I, I specialize more in professional people, people who are working full time and raising kids, but there's other people that specialize in, in more of the high conflict. That's all they do. Um, or, you know, it's like some amount of just co-parenting, there's just all over the board. Um, and I highly suggest, you know, if I'm not a good fit, um, go on their website. There's a directory of all different kinds of coaches. You're certain to find somebody that can help you through it. Sure. So what what kind of, what do they provide you? What tools do they provide you? Why would one uh, want to be certified? What's that? It's a lot of training. Um, okay. I want to, so the ICF, which is the International Coaching Federation, I hope, or maybe, is the governing body. <laughs> if I, it could be foundation. I think it's anyway, that's the governing body. So there are different types of um, coaching training that counts towards the different levels of certification that you can get through them. So the, there's different divorce coaching platforms as well, but the one that I went through, I wish I could tell you how many hours it was, but um, essentially I was in pretty intensive class two or three times a week for seven months, I want to say. Wow. Um, and they, you also do peer coaching, you do mentor coaching. So you get a lot of practice coaching in, um, before you go out on your own. So gotcha. and I think that's then, really important. Yeah, of course. And then you have, and like you said, um, you have your personal touch and everyone has their personal touch, right? Because of your, your experiences and, exactly. and your knowledge. And and, everybody in divorce coaching got in it because they probably got divorced and had a horrible experience. And, and like me, we're like, what could I do to stop somebody else from going through this? Um, but everybody's story is different. And it was it was fascinating going through the class and um, for a lot of reasons, but meeting all the other people who were there and all of the reasons that people are trying to give back was really fascinating. 
Very good. And how would, uh, as we close out here, how would uh, people get a hold of you? I know your website is lesliehopecoaching.com. Is that the best way to, to reach out to you? It is. And the way coaching works is you would um, just reach out to me. We'd schedule a free call. We talk, um, you know, hour, however long we need to, um, to decide if we're a good fit. That doesn't cost anything. Um, and then after that, we would decide if we wanted to work together or not. So it's definitely worth And And I think most so just coaches a, work just like a that. Quickly, yeah. Okay. Sounds good. And I was just going to say, just to, just to close out, we talked about this. Reach out to Leslie if you're going through even a high conflict divorce, down to you just need some help perhaps uh, coming up with a co-parenting plan. And I think yes. that you would be a good resource for those folks and everyone in between. Yes, absolutely. Well, thanks so much, uh, Leslie. And it was good uh, talking to you. And uh, I hope to stay in, in touch. Yes, that sounds great. Thank, Thank you, so you so much. much. I appreciate the opportunity. All right. Okay. Thank you.